the Egg Sausage Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 43 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabyar. The lovely lady over there is the Dapper Dame. And tonight, we're just taking a damn load off. Um, <laughs> everything has just been heavy in the world, at least to me. Um, do, you, do you feel the same way? Just like that everything's been just a lot yeah just in in the gaming world in in the streaming world just everything you know everything yeah and i was talking to a friend about this earlier actually and i was like you know what i could say like this week has been hard or like this month in particular but i think i'm on that bandwagon of like 2020 so far has just been a lot like it's thumbs down it's only july you know and like so much has happened in the last six months i'm like i'm not, i haven't even processed what happened in january like i'm still my brain's back there you know there's just so much to deal with yeah 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 so uh hence why we're just we're, we're just having a, a chatty a just chatting podcast <laughs> so um how how has the uh the game been that you were kind of getting out of your comfort zone with uh on on streams lately oh so i got a little curveball in my technology issues and i haven't played it since last friday because i was supposed to play it today oh okay what happened but at at the beginning of this week Streamlabs got like corrupted or something mm. and the program wouldn't launch and I'm someone who likes to make an individual overlay for each game that they play right. because I'm just extra that way. And since like the program wouldn't launch when I tried to import everything to stream elements, it wasn't possible. So mm. I like had nothing, you know, like I didn't have any alerts. I didn't have an overlay. I had like nothing. It was just me and like my tech and that was it. Right. So I was like, well, shit, dude, if I don't even have like my mic settings anymore there's no way i can play a game that is going to take up like 90 percent of my brain capacity you know that so, makes sense i'm gonna yeah. play it again next week hopefully okay after a super fun root canal Ooh, yeah those <laughs> i've never had one but like people have described how painful they can be and uh yeah i'm very happy do you know how it happened like, like why i'm getting a root canal yeah so I don't have health insurance and I haven't been to the dentist in, I don't know, I think four years. And then when I went, it was just to get a tooth pulled. Like I didn't get like a cleaning done or anything. So when I went for like the dental consultation, they were like, yeah, so you have like a lot of cavities and one of them is in this tooth and it's going up towards the root. The only way to really get rid of this is to hollow out your tooth, fill it and cap it, which is a root canal. Oof. I thought they were more like stress related. Like you put too much stress on your teeth for some reason. It like cracks the tooth. They have to. Oh yeah. You probably can get a cap for that too, to hold it together. Okay. Okay. So that, I guess that's just one of the, man, we, we did, we did touch base on this. Like we both have not been to the, to the dentist in quite some time. Um, I, I like to say that I take very good care of my teeth. Uh, probably not. 
<laughs> you know, go to a hygienist. <laughs> they'll tell you differently. <laughs> right. Right. Well, my big thing is like, I don't floss. I just don't take the time to floss my teeth at all. Um, I, I religiously brush, you know, every morning mouthwash every morning and I'll try my best to brush at night and like, or, or I'll mouthwash if I'm feeling super lazy because apparently according to the label on Listerine, doing the mouthwash is better than brushing alone. <laughs> yeah, we're but not, not better than brushing. We're not sponsored by Listerine, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, dude, you got to floss though. Now that I like, I got a teeth cleaning done yesterday because I, it's been a very long time Yeah, and they took x-rays of my teeth and they showed me since I hadn't gotten the cleaning in so long that the bacteria between my teeth got up under my gums and slowly was eating my bone. Like I have dude, like go get a fucking cleaning. I was terrified after I saw my x-rays and they showed me like a normal set of teeth. My, the amount that my bone has receded is kind of insane. I'm like, how have not all of my teeth just fallen out of my fucking head? I'm so scared now. I'm not going. You can't make me. Dude, no. <laughs> Honestly, the hygienist was so fucking nice. Like, she didn't use shots or anything. She just used, like, this super minty numbing gel and then used, like, a Dremel and basically, like, got all the little barnacles and stuff out of there. And, yeah, she was just really nice. She okay. made it, like, really easy. She let me watch Planet Earth. I got to just, like, watch that. And she was talking to me and gave me my, my little goodie bag at the end and was like, happy birthday. And I was like, you're so nice. See, that was the con back in the day, right? When you were little, they'd fucking give you stickers and the bouncy balls and fucking whatever else. I remember the there being like a little treasure chest that you could like pick a toy from. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they, that's how they roped you into those damn dentist appointments. <laughs> I mean, she gave me some pretty sick toothpaste, so that was nice. And that's floss. Good. Cause I just have like those floss, like stick things. It has like that C shape on the end. They're like disposable. Yeah. yeah. But maybe I should use regular floss. I don't know. I don't I hate know. flossing. It's so annoying. It's tedious, right? Yeah, it is. Hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep sipping my um Imperial Stout <laughs> that is ice cream flavored. <laughs> nice. Uh while nice. while we talk about the fact that I'm scared to go to the dentist. Yeah. I was terrified, honestly. I did almost nothing that entire day because I just had to mentally prepare to drive myself there and then to just like go in the door and get all this done because it has been so long. So it's like really alien because you, you have nothing to like relate it to anymore. You're like, dude, I think I was a kid last time I was there, you know? Right, right. Oh, I'm so curious. If anybody wants to like make any cash bets on like an over under of how many cavities i have i would love to i would love to uh put some money on that <laughs> see i thought mine were really bad and i guess i have five, five. Which, i mean it is kind of a lot i'm not gonna lie but i thought it was gonna be more you thought it was gonna be more i think five is like an astronomical amount i've only had well, i have one. an astronomical amount what you've one. only had one one cavity dude i've had at least 20 in my life what? at least yeah dude my teeth are terrible how have literally how are your teeth still connected like i don't understand I <laughs> <laughs> also also i learned that getting your teeth fluorided is a thing have you had oh. that happen to your teeth i'm pretty sure right isn't that like fairly common at the dentist I guess so. 
but mm. yesterday was the first day I've ever had it done. Hmm. Maybe because she was like, all right, we're all clean. She had me like rinse out with like hydrogen peroxide and then she put fluoride like all over like the fronts and backs of my teeth. And it felt gross. It felt like mm. like I hadn't washed my teeth in like a week, you know, like little sweaters were on all of them. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fluoride. And I guess maybe if I had that 20 fucking years ago that I wouldn't have had so many cavities. Maybe. I don't know, man. I, like, I'm surprised. No, maybe I had two. I yeah, I remember there were like my, my very back lowers. I think it was one on each side, so two. I've had two, but I mean that was like back in the day when I was like slamming candy and fucking soda every day. Like I am pretty conscious about my sugar intake and stuff like that. And like again, I mean I feel like I have a pretty decent regiment when it comes to cleaning my teeth, but I'm. I'm definitely going to say I probably have, if I just had to throw a number out there, I probably have two cavities right now. Um, I mean, as for like intake of sugar, I think it just depends more on like how well you clean your teeth. So like mm, brushing right. and mouthwash definitely does a huge amount, but flossing uh, yeah, I need to incorporate that more because I mean, if it sits in there, even if it's like a piece of food, it slowly breaks down, you know, and that can make a cavity. Right, right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think there was like a point in time where I was eating like some really acidic food and it like made my gums really sensitive and I thought like something was going on. Uh, and so it's I like got a ton of pineapple or something. No, it was uh, it was this world's famous chop salad from a local restaurant chain here in st louis but it was like a it had like this vinegar dressing mm. and it was like very vinegary though and so okay. and i was eating it like multiple times because it was really fucking good it had like broccoli burning your gums off yeah basically basically but uh it, it made my my gums so sensitive that i thought like something was seriously wrong with my teeth and my gums and i was like oh fuck like it's it's all coming it's all coming down now like i'm gonna have to go to the dentist um so i like i laid off eating that for like a week you know maybe like a week and a half and like my gums went back to normal so i feel like i'm okay but again i mean like you didn't feel the five cavities that you had right like no, I knew that I had cavities because I can see one of them. Like it's a hole in my tooth. Oh, really? Like straight mm -hmm. down? I mean, not like all the way through, but yeah, it looks like if you were to like hold a piece of paper and take a pencil and like stab the tip of the pencil through the paper, that's what it looks like in my tooth. Yeah. Is that like all the way in the back? Did you have to like angle yourself? Like, no, it's right up front. I really don't oh. have any back teeth. So like I only have one back molar. Everything else is just the. The front ones. That's all I got. Okay. So did you have your uh, wisdom teeth and all that removed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got lucky. I got very lucky. I had my braces like pull my teeth together so well that it like left room for my for mine to grow in because I was also terrified of like of that procedure because um, that was what like most people get it done around like. 12 to like 17 maybe somewhere in there kind of ish i think guys are traditionally later that they get them pulled like i've known people that get them pulled at like 25 sure but 
Yeah, like 18, I would say, is like average for a dude. Yeah, maybe I'm off base on the low end. But I, I just remember like being in my teens and it was already a struggle for like my parents to get me to go to the dentist, even though I was insured, you know, through my dad um, and was insured through my dad for a long time because I was in college and all, you know, all that stuff. Um, so but yeah, I, I, I should have gone a lot more while I still had the coverage. Um, I don't now should. <laughs> Oh, um, you don't have dental coverage? I don't have dental, no. No, I don't have dental or vision. And it's funny because, like, you would think somebody that wears glasses would get vision, but my glasses are just so cheap anyway. So, like, I feel like by the time I paid all of the coverage every month for my vision, I could have just paid for new glasses. I mean, I guess it helps out later, like if you need like a checkup or prescriptions because like office visits get expensive. Yeah, I was going to say if you have like a particular something going on with your eyes or you need like a special type of lens or, you know, whatever that may be. I'm very like mm -hmm. standard. Um, I actually the last time I went to my optometrist, he was like, dude, you're just flying steady. Um, and nice. typically, like whenever you wear glasses for a very long time, which I've worn them since I was in fifth grade, so like 10 years old, um, typically you're just your vision gets worse and worse and worse. And mm -hmm. the past two, the past two tests that I've had, I've I've stayed pretty much the same. So maybe there's some hope, <laughs> you know, that uh, I don't know. I don't know what there's hope for, but at least it's not going down. You know, it's not getting worse. True. So True. <laughs> yeah, I know some people like once they reach like a certain point and like vision decline, they just get something like LASIK. They don't bother with like thick glasses. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, and I didn't know this until recently. My friend just got LASIK and he said that uh, one of the requirements was for your vision to basically level off um, to where like your vision is stable. And I guess mm. that somehow helps with I don't know that that was I guess that was just like kind of like a prereq though of just like having the stable vision. So like I guess maybe the procedure is less risky. I'm not too sure. Well, it makes sense. I mean, if somebody's like vision is all over the place or at like a steep decline, you putting like something like LASIK in the way of that isn't going to slow it at all. It's just going to fix what's currently wrong. Right. So if it's still like not disintegrating what do you call it degenerating yeah degenerating yeah. yeah then it would just continue to do so yeah so, like you'd be better off waiting until it does like plateau i mean i guess that makes sense why the average like age of persons that get lasik are you know kind of like in their like late 20s maybe like early 30s you know mm -hmm. because they finally start to plateau at that age i don't know we're not fucking doctors don't listen to us but you know <laughs> True, true. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever. Do you do you think you're ever gonna get LASIK? I don't know if I. I don't know. I, again, it's like I feel like it's like going to the dentist. Like I'm just terrified of that. So <laughs> I don't. I by no means need LASIK. The only thing I'm really scared of, like with the dentist, is getting um, artificial teeth put in because I have to get implants. Fuck. So I guess that would be like the dental equivalent of LASIK. Kinda, yeah. Um, do you know how that procedure is done? Like, do they? Mm -hmm. Is it? I mean, 
Uh, so they take a a big screw, basically, and oh, no. and um, they put it into your jaw. Nope. Where the where they're gonna put the tooth. And they have to keep just the post there for a while because they need to see if your bone rejects it or not. So there's like a chance that it could be rejected, but it's like surgical steel. So hopefully not. Um, and if it takes, then they put like an artificial tooth on the top of it. Bless And your I need heart. to get at least three of those. Bless your little heart. I... <laughs> Mm, i'm good i'm good go to the dentist people (laughs) (laughs) i know it's crazy and i don't have dental coverage either so like all this stuff that i'm getting done is out of pocket Ooh, i don't even want to know i don't even want to see that bill um you sure it's probably informational (laughs) it'll probably scare me into going right Probably, to be honest, because I had to finance half of it because, I mean, who has that much money out of pocket to just, like, piss away? Yeah. But, so the cleaning was $250. Um, And it's because it was, like, a moderate cleaning. I guess there's, like, a deep and then, like, a regular. So if you get, like, a cleaning every six months, it's, like, only 100 bucks. Or if you have insurance, it's free. Okay. The root canal, however, is $3,700. Fuck. Yeah, it's on Monday. Fuck. So. <laughs> and what are, uh, yeah. and are, are they going to put all three screws in at the same time for the the? Oh implant? no, I'm not getting my implants done right now. Root canal and implants are different. Okay, okay, yeah, because I guess yeah, no, be... I can't afford the implants. That's like almost ten grand per tooth. Per tooth. Per tooth. If you don't have Shit. insurance, you get fucked. Shit. Yeah, I'm getting insurance tomorrow. <laughs> I know I thought about getting insurance through like, I don't know, my bank or something. I don't know. Because yeah. I don't have like private health care or anything. I looked at that once. It's $1,500 a month. It's so insane. The, the, whole, the whole system is so batshit crazy. It's batshit crazy. I mean, even, even what I pay for like emergency health coverage is essentially what it is. Because like I am... I consider myself fairly healthy, you know, young human. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, I just have insurance, health insurance to have a safety net. Right. But even that per month is still crazy. It it really is. Um, How much is it? If you don't mind me asking, you don't have to answer. 175 per month for like a basic plan. It's it's very yeah it's crazy it's great and that's using all of the credit through Obamacare to get to that 175. If I if if I didn't use any of the credit allotted to me, mm-hmm. it would be like something insane. Um, but obviously, as you move up like tax brackets, you know, and you like you make more per year, you lose more of that credit per month. Um, and so it's like a it's like a catch twenty two, right? Like I. I, I keep making more per year and mm-hmm. that drives my insurance up every year. So you just have to hope that whatever your income is being boosted at, like they're not just like taking that from you. Um, well, that's kind of like bracket wise that, that, yeah, that's kind of what happens. So like the more that you move, the more that you make, the more, the less credit that they give you. You know, so like they have mm-hmm. their own little calculation of how that's done. 
So it's not like a one to one, right? It's not like uh, it's not like I make a thousand more uh, a year and then now I'm paying you know a thousand more in insurance. It's not it doesn't work that way, but it's still I mean, thank God. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> that would be nuts. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's still it's so crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> so I know. Yeah. Um, I got one of those talks where like I should find a job that has health care. And I'm like, shit, dude. But the kind of jobs that give you like good health care are like careers. Like you you can't have a job for the next, you know, just five years and get good health care. Like it's a lifetime commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, you could end up liking that job. Who knows? Um, yeah. I mean, there's even like companies that do like entry level stuff that again, like, I mean, it's all like corporate structured stuff usually is how that all goes down. But uh, I know. But like, why can't a freelance artist get like good fucking health care? Listen, <laughs> I am 100 percent there with you. I'm sure every other content creator that's listening to this is like, fuck, yeah. You know, amen, sister. Like, yeah. I feel like there's just some kind of company that like could easily fill up that gap, you know, like offering affordable private health care to I don't know, people of the Internet or self-employed people. People of the Internet. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that definitely could be something that could be filled in. But I feel like there's just so much greed and and all the other corporate nonsense that goes into the insurance and the health industry in our country that it'll probably never happen so yeah here's hoping i try yeah. to be an optimist right right so if anybody's listening out there that wants to start an insurance company you know the market to go after <laughs> have you ever thought about moving out of america for better health care i would love to live in canada solely for their healthcare system and that's not Again, I'm a healthy young human. Like that's I mean, I, I don't have much to worry about for myself. But like if I want to start a family, uh sorry, Tank, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I want to start a family, you know, or or, yeah. or whatever, you know, like I mean, depending on where I'm at career wise, you know, that's a lot to ask. Or or just even the birth of a child. Um, oh, dude, have you seen those kinds of bills? Like not sure. even just the birth, but also like the nine months of appointments and scans and blood tests and stuff on the way up to it. Right, right. Crazy. And then like you you see people from Canada talk about their experience of having children. And it's just like, wow. Wow. Like that's incredible, you know. For sure. Um, But what's also weird about Canada is the fact that they're so sort of picky and choosy about people that they immigrate you know i mean I, I i mean when you when you're in a country that has a lot to offer i think you're in a a good position to be holding you know all the the tokens or the dice or whatever you want to call it you know so they get to dish it out as they please i think that's a good point i think that's a good point yeah um but aside from that, I mean, I'm sure there's some European countries that are similar to Canada. I'm trying to think of some right now, and I just really can't. But 
I mean, what about you? Like, do you think that like Canada would be your number one choice for like benefits and like just overall like culture of like making your your people of your country healthy for generally I, I cheap? I would say like Canada or Germany. Those would be like my two options. Hmm. I would really love good? to live out of America. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, so this is a little controversial because some people don't like how certain political systems are set up. Sure. And Germany is a socialist country. So mm -hmm. everybody has health care by default because it comes right out of your taxes. Sure. So the taxes in Germany are really high. I think they're like not the highest in the world, but like they're up there, you know, with the big dogs. Um, but I mean, by default, you have really good health care and the way that their health care system is set up, I think is really smart. So for like one example, um, let's say you broke your hand and you need to just get it set here in America. There's really no scale that things are priced on that all doctors go by. And there's no real limit as to how much they can charge you. So one doctor could be like, oh, well, you know, we're like a free clinic or whatever. So it'll just be the cost of the equipment. The other one will be like, oh, it's $500. This one will be like, oh, it's $250. You know, there's no scale of any kind. Sure. But in Germany, there is a cap. There are certain procedures and certain things that doctors do where you're not allowed to charge more than this. And all doctors have to go by that. And I think that's really smart because then it creates like a little bit of competition. But you also go to the doctor's because they're good at it not because that they're priced well necessarily right right yeah i hmm i, I feel like i i would have to like uh sort of give this more thought i guess but like do you even know the tax difference between canada and germany for example i don't know canada's taxes i think germany is somewhere between 30 and 40 percent wow that is that's crazy. That's crazy. But like, I want to, I want to talk to more German people and be like, well, how do you feel like your quality of life is, you know, and how I is mean, like your family's quality of life and how are your friends quality of lives? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so for example, my dad and my stepmom um, lived over there for years. My stepmom is from Germany, you know, born and raised. Okay. And they moved over to the U.S. for, I think, like six years. And then they moved back to Germany um, under like a contract for a job. And when that ran out, they came back here. And their plan is to go back over and just retire there. So even though they've been back a couple of times, they're still like there's so many more benefits to our personal preferences in life that are provided in Germany. So we're just going to we're staying there. And I was like, all right, right on. That makes sense. Um, do they have a pretty strict uh, immigration policy as well? There's, do you know, I don't know how strict or in comparison to what. I just know that there are certain requirements that you, you have to meet. Um, getting a job over there, if you're just like applying on like the mass market, you know, like say you're a teenager and you need a job at a grocery store. The way it's set up is they will pick, um, you know, German citizens before you. They will pick uh, EU citizens before you. And then I think they'll, they'll get to, um, you know, people who are applying from elsewhere. Sure, sure. 
So, I mean, th- like, yeah, they wouldn't, uh, even if you got full, you know, full citizenship, they're, they're basically still looking at you <laughs> as sort of not a natural born German, right? I mean, so I can't speak for the, the whole place. I lived there for a couple years. I'm not super fluent in the language. I don't know oodles about it sure um phrasing it that way makes it sound like there's some kind of stigma which i don't believe there is everyone i encountered was you know really like open and accepting and even if you fumbled around in the language they were they were cool with it because you tried instead of just like you know trying to get them to speak english like some people may try to do yeah (laughs) they're just like oh i'm in your country and you don't speak my language like (laughs) (laughs) right well, you know, if I was ever over there again, you know, I'd be down for the for the German beer fest and everybody drinks beer chugging or everybody speaks beer chugging rather. <laughs> so those beer fests. I mean, I went to like one or two of like the big like October fest was not for me. It is like it's too much. I got to experience it at least once. You know, that's fair. That's fair. I feel like everything is just crazy expensive because it's just become like a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, And you really only need to get like one, maybe two beers because it's like a two liter. Right. <laughs> crazy. The hardest part, honestly, is drinking the bottom of the beer before it gets warm. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, like anytime you drink a, like a 32 ounce can, if you're ever feeling like a hoodlum, you know, and you get like the super, super tall boy. Of like a mm-hmm. or high life or like whatever cheap beer is in your town. I mean, that's like we're a Budweiser town. Obviously, it's made here. So like our cheap beer is Miller products. <laughs> so gotcha. you can get a 32 ounce of Miller high life for like, uh, I don't know, maybe like 250 after tax. <laughs> you Sounds know? about right. Yeah. And I mean, you're you're always struggling to uh, reach the bottom of those 32 ounces. <laughs> Uh, dude even the know. 40 ounce ones i Whoa. mean those are a struggle to get to the bottom and two liters is more than that when's the last time you had a 40 ounce oh god i'd like at least six years ago at least yeah i'm sure mine is at least probably eight years ago probably i've never casually popped a 40 that no. has never happened i'm not like oh you know what sounds good 40 ounces of beer yeah and i'm Alone at home in my pajamas. That's yeah. never happened. Yeah. <laughs> like that only happens in movies where they open up a refrigerator and there's a fridge stocked full of 40 ounces. Like that's those fridges like make me nervous. The ones where people have like one whole shelf of water, one whole shelf of Red Bull, one whole shelf of like, and it's all perfectly organized. Yeah. It looks like no one ever took anything. I don't know how I feel about that. That's just I feel like you have you could you could allot your time better then absolutely also i feel like you're never gonna get to the back row sure (laughs) i mean yeah sure maybe you could be smart and do the whole you know rotate your stock thing but like honestly do you need 50 red bulls it's more of like a it's like a flex flex yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you know look at my uh 180 dollars in beverages yeah are you impressed yeah here's (laughs) here it is on my instagram you know I can't say much. I did just post a bottle of beer on Facebook the other day. I actually won a raffle for some really rare beer. And like I never nice. I never win any raffles for anything really. 
Uh, but my friend Chris, who's like super into beer, was like, join this and tell me if you won. I was just like, uh, okay, whatever. And, you know, because like I, I do enjoy like finer quality beers, you know, like he's got a very good selection at his house. So whenever I go hang out with him, he's always like busting out these bottles and he's just like, yeah, this goes for this on the aftermarket. This, go, you know, because like he gets a lot of stuff either for free or, you know, highly discounted because he's he's in the industry. So okay. like he's already got the the connect, the plug, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like I do enjoy some finer beers, but I would never pay the aftermarket price that some of these beers carry. I mean, we're talking hundreds of dollars. I have a really hard time seeing, you know how they say things about like whiskey, like there's really cheap whiskey and there's really, really bougie whiskey. Yes. I think they're trying to do that with beer and it's hard yes. for me to grasp a bougie beer. Well, here's the thing too. Um, if you like, if you really study, you know, your whiskeys, you can find great whiskey in like the, the 40 to $80 range, you know, yeah, that's like, absolutely. I mean, it's not like far off for most people to buy a 40 to $80 bottle. Um, mm -hmm. but again, like you're probably like pouring, you know, two, like I go by the two finger method, uh, like two fingers high in a glass, you know, maybe mm -hmm. with a, an ice cube or two. And that's how I like to drink whiskey. Um, whereas like a beer, you know, you're probably pouring, you know, half of a pint glass, you know, eight ounces, 10 ounces, something like that. Sure. So like, even if you have, I, the bottle that I won is a 750. So like a common size for like a bottle of vodka or a bottle, you know, like a standard bottle of whiskey. So like a growler? I don't know the size of growlers. I'm not going to lie. I'm not really, okay. I'm not a growler person. <laughs> um, but like a 750 would be like a standard, yeah, like a standard vodka bottle. I'm, try, I'm trying to like, okay. if I have something, but yeah, like a standard bottle of vodka. That's how much is in there. But you know, even if you get something of that size, you're still going to go through that bottle fairly quickly, especially if you're like splitting it with somebody, you know, because it's beer, right? Like you drink yeah. beer in more quantity than you would a whiskey. So like buying that $200 bottle of whiskey, it, it's going to take you a lot longer to go through. It's going to take you weeks, maybe months um, versus like a really expensive bottle of beer. You might go through that in one sitting. <laughs> um, well, plus, I mean, once you open the beer, like it's opened, you yes, know, it, it's not going to be as good. Like the whiskey, you can hold on to that shit for another five years. No one's going to give a shit. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. So if you don't finish it in one sitting, I feel like you're almost doing it in injustice. Yes, absolutely. So we got he won a bottle and then I won a bottle nice. Um, in the raffle and the resale value is too crazy to not sell one bottle. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So we're going to resell one and drink one. And I feel like that's the most fair, you know, way to do not only because right. Like anybody, something is worth what anybody's willing to pay for it. Right. So like if somebody wants to pay $400 for that bottle like by all means i'm gonna sell it to you for four hundred dollars um <laughs> yeah absolutely um but i'm also going to drink because we like 
even though you win the raffle, you still have to pay for the bottle. I paid fifty dollars for the bottle, so the return on investment is quite good. Um, but at least you have the option to sell it instead of like paying fifty bucks for something that you technically won. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So like entering the raffle, you know, because it was free. I mean, it just made mm -hmm. sense. You know, even if you're like again. Like my name is Ray. I like to drink beer. That's the extent of my like beer snobbery, you know? Um, <laughs> sure. But, I totally relate. I don't have like, oh, I only drink this kind of beer. Like I used to be that way. And then I branched around for a while and I was like, you know what? Turns out I like a lot of fucking beer. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to like kick your feet up after a long shift, you know, at work and drink a fucking goddamn Bud Light. Like that's, you know, I mean, never had that particular urge but i get where you're coming from yeah i i get that sentiment more from like friends that are in the industry especially like bartenders like they serve all these like craft cocktails and like all these really expensive beers all night and they just they just want to get off work and drink you know a stag or or a pbr or, or whatever you know like local like local light lager you know <laughs> makes sense but you know, it's each their own. I mean, I think if I was in the industry, I would probably still want to have like a really strong cocktail after work. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I've been trying to change lately how I use alcohol. And by that, I mean, I used to use it as like a de-stressor. So I'd be like, oh, my God, I've had like a really long day or like I kind of just need, you know, like a little bit of like boost in mood or whatever it was, you know, Um because it's so easy at the end of a long day to drink something that's like a, a de-stressant. I know people call it like a depressant, but really it does like relax you. Sure. Um, so lately I've been trying to use it as like a reward. I'm like, all right, if you do all these things today, then go for it. Go to the, go to the corner store and go get yourself a six pack and slam it. I don't give a shit, but you got to do this stuff first. <laughs> I have been doing the same thing too. And I think we've sort of hinted that we have been doing this like previous podcast. But yes, the reward system definitely helps. Um, like tonight, I think tonight was just more or less like a culmination of the week of just kind of, you know, bullshit going on at work that I was just like, you know what? I, I'm just going to have that de-stressor beer and it's fine. Like I totally have to like change my oil. I have to like put this meat on the smoker after we get done with the podcast yada 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 well yeah i mean you know? don't get me wrong sometimes there are days where i'm like you know what fuck it i'm just i'm getting a bottle of wine and i'm not turning on my phone and this is just how it's gonna be <laughs> yeah i mean this isn't about like i wonder let's see what's the abv on this the ab okay to be fair this is a 12 percent abv and this is a little bit more than a standard bottle of beer this is 500 milliliters so what's the standard in milliliters, I don't know. A standard bottle, though, would be 12 ounces. Can you do that conversion? Because I can't. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this would be like, if you guys are watching the video, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a little taller than like a standard 12 ounce bottle. But the, I, if I had to guess, this would be like um, a little over 16 ounces because I poured. Okay. It's like a tall glass Bud Light. Yeah, like uh, a standard pint glass is 16 ounces, so like a little bit more than that. Um, okay. But I mean, yeah, like after I get done with this bottle, like it could be it could be close to a bottle of wine. I mean, what's like the what's like the average ABV on a bottle of wine? I don't drink wine. 
I don't think I've ever read that. I'm pretty sure I just bought it and then popped it right open. I buy it, I drink it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. There's like a section of like red cabs that I go to and I'm like, I haven't tried that one. $14. I'm down. Yeah, I I don't know if I would ever pay $14 for even, well, I guess if I really did like a single bottle of beer and it was like this size, like, you know, around 16 ounces, I would pay $14 Mm -hmm. for it, I'm sure. But like typically going out, I don't like to pay more than like $5 a beer, you know, if I'm like out at a bar or something. You really got to go to like sports bars to get those kinds of uh, prices. Yeah, I would guess like sporting events would be really the the kind of the well, I mean they don't really have the good the good beers though. I mean, you're just paying astronomical yeah. prices for run of the mill stuff. But yeah, I mean, even if I was at like a nice craft beer bar, I don't think I would mind paying that much if I was like having more of like a a chill night, you know. You're not like mm-hmm. in for really good craft beer to like get drunk, you know, type of thing. You might end up oh, drunk, but dude, there was this one place I went to in Reno, Nevada, and I can't fucking remember what it's called, but it's one of those bars that has like a shitload of board games in it. Sure. And each of like the table settings holds a different amount of players so that you can play like different board games at those seats. And they had like a a mead and a beer menu, kind of like all intermix. Sure. And they they were all numbered. And I was like, oh, what are the numbers for? She's like, oh, if you can't choose, we have this set of dice that you roll. And no matter what you get, you get like, I think $2 off or something. And I was like, oh, shit. I've never been here before. Fuck it. I'll roll it. So my friend Michelle rolled it. And she got, I think it was like a a Hamilton or something like that. It's like a really cheap kind of beer. Oh, it's yeah. along the lines of like Budweiser and things like that. I know. Yeah. Hams. That's what it is. Hams. Hams. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, oh, shit, that's actually what I wanted. And then I rolled and I get the most expensive fucking meat on the menu. And I'm like, oh, shit. And it's also like a sour. Ooh. So, yeah. So when I drank it at first, it tasted like kombucha a little bit. And I was just like, oh, I've never thought to put these flavors in my head together um and it wasn't bad but it was not worth 14 dollars. i was a little caught off guard by that one right that's how i feel about meads did you have any of the other ones no i just had the one um because we were already at like a different bar before that place oh okay but yeah i've had other meads before and i do like them but i find that like the headache the next day is like usually from like how sweet it is Tank's going ham. Sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, why don't we chill out? <laughs> no chill. Full send it. Well, at least he's full sending on a on a podcast that's you know again, we're just we're just rapping. Tank, Tank's being chill. Yeah, yeah. He's he's wanting to get in on it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had mead before? Just like regular old like honey mead or something? I haven't had like regular mead. I did have mead at my friend Chris's that I was just mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. Honestly, it was like it was after, you know, some heavy beers, which typically is what happens when we go to his house, right? Um, nice. But <laughs> I don't remember being like this huge, like, oh my god, I gotta try this again type of attitude towards it. So Fair. I I do want to give it another try. And my friend Chris also shares like the same thought of it. He's like, 
most people when they first try me they're like yeah it's okay but like apparently there's like a a, just a gang of like really good meads out there that just really aren't as available i think i think i think that's what it is like mead is like a little less accessible than most beers i guess oh for sure i don't think i've been to like any place that wasn't like either specialty or a festival that had mead sure sure did they have mead in uh, germany at festivals i don't think Mm. i really looked for it at like beer stores and such okay did they have like similar style like kind of like craft beer is like a little more expensive there or like did they kind of like encompass everything there or do they have like their bud light budweiser you know miller light um, Some places will sell like Bud Light or something and like it'll be like an American beer there or they'll have what's the one with the mountains on it? Coors. Coors? Yeah. Coors. Yeah. They'll have Coors because it's it's like a super light beer. And it's popular Um, over there. Not popular, but it's like available in some places. Oh, okay. The ones that I really liked were, I guess, what would be considered the common beer. And what was it? It was like Bitte Ein Bit was like the... Bitburger. No. Bitburger? That's a city. <laughs> or was it the beer? No, I think it's Bitburger is the beer. Okay. I really liked that one because it was like a lighter beer that didn't have like a huge hoppy flavor or anything. Sure. And it was like available everywhere and you could get it in like it doesn't come in a box or like a cardboard box. It comes in like this big plastic like milk crate. Okay. And yeah. And so all your beers are separate and a lot of people will have a fridge where you can just like take the whole crate and slide it in there. I like that. That's very efficient. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And then you just like put the empty bottles back into the crate as like you take them in and out because there's deposit on them. Oh, okay. When you go back, you take the whole crate and you put it on this conveyor belt and it scans them all and then it gives you your deposit and you start all over. Good for you, socialist Germany. You got some shit on lock. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting though. Yeah. I, I, I love, I love efficient things like that for sure. You know, just even, even down to like the whole recycling part. Like, I think that's, I think that's amazing, you know, because, you know, at one point we like crushed up all of our cans whenever I had like three other roommates and like, we all were like heavy beer drinkers. So we'd carry Mm -hmm. like giant trash bags full of crushed cans to like the recycling place and get like, I don't know, 12 bucks. You'd be like, oh shit, we can buy a 12 pack or like, you know, it's so upsetting, you know, whenever like for your hundreds of cans, hundreds. I mean, just, just think about like, you know, early to mid twenties, you know, people, four of you living in a house together, you're going through a lot of beer. I mean, it's, it's like a, it's like a fucking frat house, you know, it's just, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I remember I used to have like Jack Daniels bottles as like my book separators instead of having like bookends. I just had whiskey bottles like fucking everywhere. That's like a good sign of how old you are, right? Because like, yeah, you finally throw away your fucking whiskey bottle collection. That's like on the top shelf of your kitchen. That's when you're on your fridge. Yeah, that's when you know that you you have finally grown out of that phase. Dude, yeah. I remember I lived in Michigan, so there's a deposit on like a lot of like bottles and cans and stuff, and it was really nice. Like more but than five cents? Ten cents. Oh, that's what's up. 
Yeah, I think it's like the highest state. That's great. Yeah. But I think it has a lot to do with like the five Great Lakes because they don't want just like a ton of trash going into it. So they put deposit on that kind of stuff. Makes sense to me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I remember when um, alcohol was a decoration in my house that, yeah, it was a clear sign that I was spending most of my money on alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you do at a certain age. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> good times. Good times. <laughs> I think it's a phase like a lot of people go through, but I think it taught me a lot too. It wasn't just like sure. wasted years or anything. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if like I ever kept really many bottles around as sort of like decoration rather, you know, I was just more or less like, I'm too lazy to throw that away. So I'm just going to let you sit there for a little while, you know, typical. Do you ever go through like those cleaning phases where when you start moving objects, you see like all the dust that has piled around them and you're like, holy shit, it's been a minute since I wiped anything down. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's when you, that's like a make or break point, right? You're like, I need to start being a better human at this point going forward you know <laughs> yeah yeah really kick in the ego when you're like wow i'm disgusting yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly like i can't imagine like people that grew up with like maids and stuff and they finally get out on their own in like college or whatever and they like have to clean for themselves for the first time. And they're like, oh, I shit. mean, you're not even taught to. So how would you even know? Well, like technically, I don't even think that I was taught to. Right. Like you're just kind of like you get to a point at your life when you move out of your parents house mm -hmm. or maybe even your parents are like, I'm not going to clean up after you anymore. Although my mom had OCD. So like, the, you know, until I moved out. She cleaned a lot of my stuff. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be straight up about that right motherfucking now. Um, but, you know. Did you ever leave something behind on purpose and be like, eh, mom will get it? Uh, Probably when I was younger, for sure. But, like, as I got older, like, let's say, like, you know, in my early, early 20s before I moved out, there was there was points where I'd be like, okay, fuck. Like, I need to be an adult, quote, unquote, adult. <laughs> Um, and you know, like pick up my fucking beer bottles and like, you know, shit, like, like little like plates and stuff or whatever. But my mom was just so OCD about shit like that laying around. She would like come down there as I'm like sleeping until two in the afternoon, you know, and like clean up as all that do. stuff. Yeah. As you do at that age. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, like I, I didn't really know what cleaning was truly until I lived in my own apartment at like 24, you know? I feel like it's different moms and even some roommates that have taught me how to clean. It wasn't my biological mom, but my stepmom has taught me a ton. She's also like really likes a specific kind of clean mm. in her house, you know? Like there's certain things that she'll look at and she'll notice it's dirty, like light switches. If you look at light switches after a while, like the top of them and like the top of like the casing gets gross, but a lot of people don't clean them. She cleans them. I would have never thought of that. See, that's, I've never had, either. I've never had that person to like give me the tips and tricks of cleaning. I had to find out for myself. 
like at 24, I was just like, I'll just put Windex on everything and clean it that oh, way. Dude. Terrible idea. <laughs> I I'm pretty sure I did that and like ruined the shit out of a table because like oh, you're yeah. not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Just like straight ammonia all over it. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> You ever clean off like an older like TV or monitor with Windex and you're like, I, I wonder why it's not working. <sighs> yep. I have done that more times than I would like to admit. I've done it at least one good time to where like there was a film or something left on it. And I was yeah. like, how like, okay, Windex put this here. What do I use to get Windex off? Like, exactly. I don't understand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ruined monitors because of that like <laughs> yikes yeah thankfully i never ruined one but there I, was a lot of things that like i started noticing once they told me what they look for like for example one of um one mom told me that she always looks at the baseboards in people's houses and she's like if those are clean i know they keep a clean house but if they're dirty i know that they get lazy that's a good point that's a good point because like baseboard cleaning that's like extra level shit it's it really such is. a bitch. There's no easy way to scrub your baseboards. No, of course not. <laughs> There's no like baseboard Swiffer where everyone can no. just do it super easy. Like, no. You got to get down there and you got to scrub and, yeah. That's, <laughs> and regret your choices like, and wear knee pads. I'm looking at mine now. I'm like, oh, well, uh. <laughs> a lot of the ones in my house are white. So it's very obvious. The ones that are dusty. Sure. Sure. I have like that wood color if you guys have ever watched the video of the podcast that wood color is like the same for the baseboard so i mean it's not as bad but like you can see like there's like little like dirt or like dust that'll gather on the very top so yeah because it's like a tiny shelf to hold bullshit what kind of design yeah. is that it's silly right like who needs fucking baseboards i understand like crown molding right it like accentuates the room and like makes it feel a certain way but fuck baseboards let's just go out on this limb right now and say fuck baseboards <laughs> well i think baseboards is meant to cover the gap between like the drywall and the floor so like well, if you yes drop your phone it doesn't slide into your wall you know correct oh, well there's also like different styles of baseboard that you can use too like you can get a very like simple mm -hmm. you know like triangular white baseboard that's like super slim and like that's just like a standard Oh, I've seen those ones you know, and they basically like put it in there with like uh like thumbtacks yeah. or like really tiny nails. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a like a they'll have like a pneumatic nailer that just does like little finish nails on it. And like that's all I would ever put in a fucking room. Like I have these like fancier ones in my house and I'm just like I don't need this. <laughs> Someone put a lot of time into it, all right, and it's your job to scrub it. Right. <laughs> right. Oh. Oh, now we're now we're just complaining about baseboards. I'm glad I'm glad we did this though. I I think I think we needed it. I think we needed it as far as you know, just everything everything going on. So sometimes you just gotta shoot the shit because it's easier. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Do you ever use the spoon method or the, not the spoon method? The spoon theory. Have I told you about that? I don't even know what that is. So it's something that I use on my channel a lot and I've been using it for years like in life. Um, I can TLDR it for you because the regular story is kind of long. Okay. But basically the spoon theory is a way to measure your brain's energy for the day. So let's say mm. you wake up and you have 10 spoons 
and each thing that you do costs a spoon. So sometimes things are really easy, like, all right, get up, get out of bed, shower. That didn't cost more than one spoon. Other days, you really just don't fucking have it in you. And getting out of bed costs one spoon. Taking a shower costs one spoon. You know, making yourself breakfast costs another spoon. And then before, you know, even half the day's over, you're you're out. You're out of spoons. Sure. So what do you do? Do you borrow from tomorrow and then start that day at a deficit? Or do you keep what you have and spend it very wisely and, you know, only do what matters most? So I've been trying to keep track of what I spend my spoons on because I only have so many. That's interesting. So like you think, can you, can you bank spoons? Like if you didn't use all your spoons for the day, are you, are you banking those? I think that's what the idea of like vacations and things are for is because it really doesn't take a ton of effort to just like have fun and do nothing. Mm. And then you kind of like, you know, get to recharge. Like if you're like an introvert and you go and socialize and you have to go home and recharge and you're like, all right, I'm good. Yes. <laughs> I, I see. I, I, I like this. I don't think I would ever consciously use something like that, though. I think more or less for me, it's like. I, I think a lot for me is just the attitude of the start of the day, like setting the tone for the day has a lot to do with how my day goes. If I okay. wake up and I'm like chipper ish, cause like I'm not a morning person. So, um, I can relate. I, I can only be so chipper in the morning, but like, you know, if I go through like my normal morning routine and you know, I like, I get some really good, like stretching going on, like maybe a couple yoga poses or whatever, just like get the blood flowing, get the positive energy going. I know I sound really hippie right now, but it's true. Like that. I'm shit, about it. That shit fucking <laughs> works. It does. You know, a couple sun salutations as you're, you know, running the mouthwash through your mouth for 30 seconds. Like it's a perfect sure. time, you know? Um, so yeah, I, that for me is, that for me is so crucial because that will determine, or like on the opposite end, if I wake up hungover and I'm super tired, like, that's going to just, I mean, I guess it's kind of a dull moment to, for me to say this, but you know, that's going to resonate throughout the rest of the day. It's really hard to like dig yourself out of that waking up that way and, you know, turn, turn it around, at least for me. Um, no, yeah. I, and I think um, that's where something like the spoon theory kind of fills in those gaps, you know, cause like, let's say if you went out drinking that night and you stayed up super late, you know, like more time awake costs you more spoons, you know, drinking more costs you more spoons. Okay. So you borrowed from the next day. I don't necessarily do each task with the mentality of like, all right, this costs something. All right, that costs something. But I'll just do like a mental check like throughout the day and be like, all right, how am I feeling? You know, am I stressed? Do I still have like enough brain power to keep going? Does this need to be postponed in order for me to do like a better quality in the future? Sure. Because sure. I used to just be like, all right, you have to do everything. You have to do it today. Like I used to plan my days down like in like chunks, you know, and I'd be like, all right, from one to three, you're doing this from three to five. You're doing this. We'll take a break to eat. And then we're going back to it. I'm like, dude, I'm not built for this as much I, as my brain wants me to be. I've tried that, too. And it just is not it, like maybe it, there'll be like, like the more one. you push, the less you get out of it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like maybe sometimes I'll like give myself a time limit, you know, like, let's say, mm -hmm. um, if I'm working on like something with Python programming, I'll be like, 
okay, I get to watch or, you know, I'll get to watch a, a stream for an hour, you know, or something or like a, de- a deadline time. And then like, I have to try to put in an hour for Python programming and then I can just do whatever I want or whatever, you know, or vice versa, however sure. that may be. Um, but like actually having like a strict like schedule. No, no, it just does not bode well with, you know, I, I like to go just with like loose times. Like if I'm finished with something by X time, mm-hmm. then I'm like, I'm good to slack off or like I say slack off, do what I want instead of like mm-hmm. doing my obligations. So like if I get done with something early, I'm like, oh shit, I can like play call of duty for 45 minutes or whatever, you know? And yeah, little rewards, little rewards, <laughs> Reward yourself, people. It works. <laughs> it really does. Even if it's something small, like your favorite snack, and you're just like, oh, fuck yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I never do it with snacks. I guess. Oh, I love food. I'm so food driven. <sighs> well, I mean, I think you have a better metabolism than me. Let's be real. <laughs> I can't reward myself with food or else I would be a chunky, chunky boy. I'm already a chunky Well, then boy. it just depends on how much food, you know? <laughs> well, that's true, too. I like to go a little overboard if I reward myself with food, so. I don't yeah. know. I'll get, like, a box of Whoppers and be like, all right, I'm fucking set. I'm yeah, not going to go, like, yeah. Whopper soda, chips, you know, like, all of it. I, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. But even, like, even if I eat a whole box of Whoppers, I feel guilty. I do. I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I'm also, like, that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some days like instead of getting like the wind down beer, I'll go to the ice cream place that's like almost literally next door to my work, and I'll just get a pint of ice cream and I, and I'll just eat that on the way home, like the whole pint. The whole pint. I'll just go in and just eat a whole entire pint. I've of never eaten a whole pint of ice cream in one sitting. It's disgusting. Don't do it. <laughs> that sounds like a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> I mean, if it made you happy, <laughs> it's not like I'm doing it every Friday. Okay, folks. I mean, <laughs> just let it melt, stick a straw through the top. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. We are over an hour already. Uh, would you like to uh, send us out? Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to our shenanigans for this week. I hope that you guys are also taking breaks where you need to and giving yourself little rewards when you want to, but Thank you so much for tuning in yet again to our Wednesday episode. We do put out episodes every single Wednesday, so it's not just this one. And you can find us on YouTube and Spotify and consider supporting us on Patreon. It helps us out a lot, and we'd love to uh, love to keep doing this in the future. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.